it like this. I can shake okay. it like that. Can you move it like this? I can, I can shake, shake it, it like that. that. <laughs> That's Baja Men. I'm also thinking down, 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 down in the city in the night as a wire. Do, 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 do. I'm also thinking. Come on, come on, and tell me where you've done it. Now stop. Smash mouth, okay? If you don't think I burned this CD, <laughs> let's introduce this month, this new month. Oh, yeah. I was in a dream uh, earlier this evening of my post dinner nap, mm-hmm. not to be confused with my afternoon nap. I thought we should call this month <clears throat> Amantha Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> okay what do we do we like it what do we obsessed i love that so it's like a hyphen month hyphen a like as in amanda amantha and then binds it's perfection it's like of okay i was kind of loving it bracing myself for you trying to combine april with amanda and i was very curious my brain did go there of like ape ape manda binds doesn't work you're a genius Amantha Bynes. Okay, Amantha sounds like a old nun's name. <laughs> um, but Amantha Bynes is upon us. This is. <laughs> it sounds like a. It sounds like the the creature in like a horror movie, like La Llorona, but it's about the the woman Amantha. <laughs> We are doing a month of binds. This month, we are doing uh, films, TV shows dedicated to Amanda Bynes um, and starring Amanda Bynes. Of course, we are starting out with a little ditty called Big Fat Liar from 2002. This is officially now 30 going on 13 starring. It's <laughs> 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 all I know, baby. Starring me, Maddie Foley, and... Olivia Collect. I just kind of feel like you're breezing over and I do think we need to like give a moment of recognition. Instead of talking about 2002 or this film, my sweeping statements for this film, I loved I love this movie. Um, so instead of talking about that, I think we should talk about our girl because I think you feel the same. Yeah, I feel the exact same for once. We're feeling good. We're feeling fun and flirty. Let's talk about Amanda Bynes. It's just important for me to give a statement about, you know, we talk so much about Lindsay Lohan on this podcast and Hilary Duff, actually. They both get a lot of play on this podcast. Yeah, they do. And I mean, we love them both. Everyone knows I, I love Lindsay Lohan very much, but I have to say... It's kind of crazy that we're not talking about Amanda Bynes every single episode because... I agree. By far, she is hands down the most talented of the bunch. Easily. Like, it's actually tragic what has come to pass. When I was growing up, this was like, even as a kid, you would watch her and you would be like... That is a talented per like that some that is someone oh, doing something I, that I, I aspire I to do. Idolized her. I was like, she is a comedic genius. Even on all that, like, oh my or, god, and of course. Even on all that, even, especially on the Amanda show. Like I've I've said this to you off air, which kind of I guess shows kind of what 
what losers we are but I said this to you off where I said the fact that Amanda Bynes hosted the Amanda show I think she was 12 or 13 okay I can't even host a show now I'm too scared the fact she hosted it was in almost every sketch was I think somewhat involved in the writing I don't know because as a kid I would watch other like teeny bopper actors and I would be like ugh, I could do I could be that so easily but Amanda Bynes was the one I would watch and be like that is a talented person that I need to like learn how to do this before I like she's doing something I could never do oh totally I think you really nailed it the distinction between her and like a Lindsay Lohan or a Hillary Duff is that she does she fully commits to it and yeah. goes full tilt whereas like the two of them when they're in their movies that I'm sure even they're like this is shit and they didn't write it like they're just having to perform these shitty lines whatever you can see the hesitation as they are delivering these shitty lines (laughs) where it's like yeah I don't know had we tossed an Amanda Bynes in that role and just had her just go for it could have been a completely different movie. Every role she's had was nothing spectacular. It was nothing like a mi- gifted to her on a platter. She made every role that she was in special. <laughs> I firmly I, believe oh, that. Oh, I feel the same. And I'm on a soapbox right now. I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> I, Somebody just put it under my feet. I feel like had someone else done She's the Man, oh, their career would have been ruined. Her career wasn't like carved out for her because she got lucky with roles. She truly, oh my God, I love her so much. I have a tear in my eye. She truly <laughs> brought, she truly brought um, her personality and her talent to every role. And like, even if it's shit, she like goes for it and she makes it her own. And especially her role too. It's like, it could have been such a like ugh, throwaway little female sidekick totally. role where she's like completely overshadowed by totally. Frankie Muniz. But she steals the goddamn show in this movie. I don't even want to get into it too far. The, ca- the characters, the voices. I- the voices she puts on <laughs> every time she gets on the phone and pretends to be someone else is what inspired me as a kid to write a essay to my parents about why I want to be an actor and why Aww. I want to go to take acting classes. Why did I write an essay? They didn't ask me to. <laughs> they said, yeah, we don't give a fuck. We already told you you could do it. I had heard other kids wrote essays to get money from their parents. Basically, all of my childhood was seeing Amanda Bynes quotes from the Amanda show 24 seven on repeat all the time. Just literally saying her jokes and doing her characters. Maha, Hillbilly, Moody's Point. (laughs) Like, I also truly agree. She is the reason I... Absolutely. uh, I (laughs) developed... I I don't know, because it's like, it'd be... (laughs) I'm hesitant to say something like, she's the reason why I got into comedy, (laughs) because um, not really, like, in comedy, I don't (laughs) feel, but she is absolutely 5,000% my earliest comedic idol. I just can't even think of anyone else who was that young and that talented and genuinely funny i have no words because i know taking them right out of my mouth it's like there's nothing even to be there's nothing even to be funny about like this is simply just a symposium about the talent the end all be all that is amanda Bynes. if you came into this episode thinking i can't wait for the girls to talk about funny gags make fun of stuff 
you better skip this dang episode because I loved BFL and I love Amanda Bynes so much. Tear in my eye. Why do I have a tear in my eye? <laughs> Probably something hormonal is going on with me. Can't be sure, but I all that not to take away from my love for Amanda. I'll do three fun facts and then we'll go into BFL. Love is that. that. Cool? Amanda Bynes was born. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm crying. This is perfect. Oh, in April. Stop. 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 Okay. She's with us. She's with us here in spirit. Okay. 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 I genuinely have chills right now because that is divine intervention. We. Okay. I feel like this. These are like the chills I would get when I would be doing a Ouija board with my friends in grade seven, and we genuinely thought a ghost was with us. Like that's how I feel. I feel like she's here with us. And like I loathe the thought that. (laughs) <laughs> anyone might for a split second think that this is contrived right now genuinely I'm not that good of an actor. had <laughs> <laughs> genuinely had no fucking clue and literally we just naturally came to gravitated. this gravitated as we've been meaning to do in amanda Bynes month for a while now and it just naturally came about for us to do it this month her birthday is April 3rd, 1986. She's, okay, she's a contemporary, age-wise, 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 uh-huh. age-wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is the youngest of three children. Her parents um, have a Polish, Lithuanian, Russian, and Irish background. Second uh, little fact. Second fact is Amanda Bynes was one of the actresses considered to play the lead role. Here, I'll read it in my voiceover voice. <clears throat> Amanda Bynes was one of the actresses considered to play the lead role in The New Girl before the role went to Zoe Deschanel. Whether that's a missed opportunity or a dodged bullet depends entirely on how much you love or hate the show. Okay, that's really mind-blowing, actually. Do you imagine her in New Girl? What year would that be in? Maybe 2010 or 2011. I think it's uh, even... New, it's 2011. No, what? Yeah, New Girl is 2011 because I remember going to university. Long? Yeah, it's seven seasons and it finished in 2018. Okay, that's crazy. Um, or six seasons, I don't remember. Okay, New Girl, great show. Um, Zoe Deschanel is great, wonderful in it, and yeah. actually so hysterical. Um, so, having so said funny. that, Amanda Bynes would have been equally amazing. Her last role was in Easy A in 2010 as the like Christian. Oh, I don't really Do you remember, remember that? that that well. I can't help but think how differently maybe things would have shaken out if she did get this role. And now I'm kind of mad at Fox. That's actually really interesting because that's kind of like a what came first, the chicken or the egg? Had she taken that role, would this entire thing have been avoided and kind of she'd still sort of be on track? I or know. would it have happened regardless and the show would have went up in flames? Yeah. Who's Not to sure say? if it's chicken or egg, but I do get what you're trying <laughs> Shut the hell up. Shut your goddamn mouth. Trap. In another example of classic stories getting a modern day adaptation in Bynes' filmography, because she had like a lot of Shakespeare, like mm-hmm. she's all that yes, with Shakespeare. We I all know, know that big know, reveal that talked about it at school. They go, let us look at the, this is supposed to be in fun facts about Amanda Bynes. This is, this is like a four paragraph thing. Let us look at the film Big Fat Liar. The story follows a boy named Jason Shepard who is no, and you know what? Let's just, this is our synopsis for BFL. 
The story follows a boy named Jason Shepard who is known to be a compulsive liar. However, when he gets in trouble after a sleazy movie producer, Marty Wolf, steals his story, Shepard goes to great lengths to prove that he can tell the truth after all. As you've guessed by now, the film is an adaptation of the classic fable, The Boy Who Cried Wolf, which follows a young boy watching a flock of sheep and pretending that a wolf is about to attack to get the villagers riled up until they don't believe him when a wolf really comes. It's like, no, that's not the same thing. The Twelfth Night, She's the Man adaptation is like much clearer. (laughs) Just being like any movie about someone who lies is based on the boy who cried wolf. I don't feel is like that. I actually. (laughs) Do you agree? Do you like the fact? Kind of. I mean, I'm neutral about it, but. It's not really a fun fact. I did kind of have this moment whilst watching BFL where I. I can't help but laugh at how insane and stupid this is now that I'm thinking about it. I sort of thought I was very deep for, at one point, saying, uh, I'm sure few people have caught on to this, but this is actually a a metaphor or an analogy for uh, Boy Who Cried Wolf, actually. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And I really thought that I was kind of the only one who was putting that together. With with Marty Wolf. That was yeah. Oh okay. Oh you didn't even get that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my and they even say time to chase a wolf. Okay. Get ready to hunt. Okay, my mind is fucking blown right now hollywood you've done it again big wigs you've done it again okay i do need to read this one more like it's on okay this is on factinate i do need to read this last one just because it is written so weirdly number 15 fun fact amanda Bynes. Anyone in the acting world must prepare themselves for negative reviews at some point, but things can be especially tough when you're still a kid. This was the case for Bynes when she read her first negative review in which she was derided for being puffy-faced. Frankly, that kind of negative body image comment shouldn't be used in an acting review. (laughs) It's like, okay, all true things, but why are we switching to, that's not a fun fact, why are we switching to like your opinion? (laughs) on this it's like anyways as a as a puffy faced gal myself Uh uh-huh me too oh fuck grow up go fuck yourself we've all got puffy faces you dumbass reviewer (laughs) suck a suck a d those are the uh quote-unquote fun facts fact and eight you let me down buddy (laughs) we'll have better runs next week if anyone has any ideas of like a fun thing we could talk about re amanda or like a fun game even okay now we're getting into it that would be great we'll do something fun next week without further ado let's dive into this week's movie big fat liar big fat liar is a 2002 i put 25 exclamation marks um film so this is putting us at zero abc after blue crush this is putting us in the same year of blue crush there were so many that came out in 2002 it's the wildest year because it the movies that came out in that year ranged so much mentally for me like well yeah they felt like different lifetimes or exactly in my life exactly like, like when someone Blue tells Crush me and big fat liar at the same time and that's like, what i'm saying like you're telling me the ring came out in 2002 also the ring came out the same year as big fat liar I think you're a big fat liar, Google, for telling me that because I don't believe that. Okay, this is a stacked cast. We've got Amanda Bynes, Frankie Muniz, Paul Giamatti, John Cho, uh, Amanda Amanda Detmer, the blonde Monty. Yeah, 
I never would know her name in a million years, but she is kind of just like the 90s to me. Like, I don't even know if... Was she in American Pie? Because she just like seems Uh, like she would be... I think... Okay. Was she in Jawbreaker? I thought a million percent Amanda Detmer was in American Pie, but she is actually known for Final Destination, which is what I remember her from. She's see, one of the I girlfriends. I don't remember her in that. I looked up to see if she's in American Pie. Okay, well, I, she's the most American Pie-esque it. person know, I've ever seen. I know. They actually kind of fucked up not casting her. Yeah, that. because you know what? American Pie does have such a distinct look, flavor, yeah. memory... I mean, I've barely even seen any of the movies, but it was just such a huge. <laughs> I mean, thing. I've never even seen it. I, but I, I don't even know if I've watched one all the way through. Don't you just feel like it was? There's like... a very specific aesthetic. I remember being fascinated with her name in this movie, Monty. So loved that name as a kid. So confused by it, tickled, almost intrigued. Like, hey, I was like, that's I was like, what is that short for? Name. Uh, that's a that's an old that's an old man who like owns an airplane company's name you know what that actually did stand out to me that that was her name because i because it's so close to marty it just seems like a weird choice to make her name so close to his i do wonder if there's like a um, Shakespearean yeah, right. tie, yeah. Um, we have Donald Faison, we have Sandra O, oh, we have uh, Russell Hornsby. Oh, oh Taron Killam, yes, love him so <laughs> much. He is so funny. I was having so much fun, and then unfortunately, I do look at who writes this movie. Take a wild guess. Oh, I know. We're we're talking about the other other foot guy. Two, we're oh swimming God, in feet, guys. You know what? It's not the script that I like anyways. It's the actors in it and their performance. So whatever. There is a sequel to this movie. I don't know if you knew this. Written I did 20, not. Written and created in 2017. Guess what it's called. If you had to guess, guess what it's called. Bigger, fatter, liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so hard at that. Bigger, fatter, liar. <laughs> This film starts out, love this opening, Frankie Munez is, I actually don't remember, what's his name? Jason Shepard, 14-year-old boy, and he's a bit of a liar. He wakes up, he, his dad goes, are you up ready for school yet? He goes, yeah, I've been up for hours. He's just getting up. The dad goes, did you write your paper? He goes, yeah, of course I wrote it. He didn't write it. You get the deal. I don't know if you were like this when you were a kid, but first thing, when I would open my eyes... The first thought would in my head would be, am I going to fake sick today? Like every day for school, I had like op- eye open. And I was like, okay, am I going or am I faking sick? Because I hated going to school so much. You loved it. Oh my gosh, it's your time <laughs> to shine. Oh my God, you loved I the attention of going to school. loved going to school. I knew it. You're such not, a little... Not in high school, of course, but elementary school, junior high loved going to school i was like yes what outfit am i gonna wear who am i gonna talk to today what crush am i gonna see who what crush might look at me today well okay when i had a crush you bet your bottom dollar i'm not missing a single minute of school if i'm in between crushes and (laughs) and i we have uniforms so we didn't even have the fun oh okay so Actually, getting ready. that makes a lot of sense. That would kind of take away some of the luster. I got to be honest, though. Thank Christ we had uniforms. The days where we got to, like, Civvy's Day, where we got to wear our own clothes. Horrible. 
so bad and not in a trendy way in a way that I was trying to be alt and it was so so bad it was just sweatpants all the time anyways um well things aren't that different I guess but if I had stayed up playing sims till four in the morning god you bet your bottom dollar I'm opening my eyes and going okay are we faking sick so I'm relating to Frankie I'm a little bit of a liar my dad would call up and I'd be like oh my god I've been awake the song that starts um is the smash Smash mouth song yeah oh my god that's That's my first note I said I'm loving these sick tunes I love that they match up the Taryn Killam bullies stopping him to steal the skateboard. They like match it up with them saying stop. I always remember that. Malcolm in the middle is so little when we pan out. I mean, he's always little. I know. It's really cute though. This movie really reminded me how good he is. Okay, he is one of the most underrated actors, I feel. Him and Amanda Bynes okay. are an okay. absolute power unit. Why the fuck am I getting stuck watching all these other people? I know. It's not like he's a Chris Hemsworth, okay? So I can see, I don't think it's right, but I can see how <laughs> oh he could get passed to- over. But Amanda Bynes is a knockout who also happens to be extremely talented. She's got both. She could have made it either way. But what is happening? Who's working against these two? If I look back, like she's the man I feel like was oh my god in the moment she's with Channing Tatum loving this like she's hot 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 and then something happens between 2000 I think that came out 2006 or 2005 2006 summer probably sounds right like before I started high school I feel that sounds right 2010 is when she does Easy A so throughout my high school 2006 to 2010 I don't remember her being in anything else that elevated that I feel like she was in a good place with she's the man and then I don't know like I don't know if she just dropped off because like she's a comedic leading lady and like there's not as many roles that might be it because she is oh my god she is in the caliber of a Kristen Wiig totally totally I love Malcolm in the Middle I uh, me too it's actually really that is funny. one of the best funniest the- <laughs> it's one of the best shows on the planet I need to rewatch I- it I remember watching this with my family, like making popcorn, getting hot so, chalky. Oh my god, it was such a perfect fam show. Loved Dewey it. was the cutest, funniest kid on the planet. I was obsessed. Love Reese, Dewey. I had a crush on. Massive crush. Malcolm, you're cool, and I would love to be your friend and would probably like go in and out of having crushes on you. I wanted to be Malcolm. I definitely was like, okay, a child genius. I'm relating <laughs> to this because that was how I viewed myself because I was, um, I was in the gifted program, so. How are we on the 42nd episode? (laughs) And that has never come up. This is going to turn into a giant uh, derail. This is actually kind of triggering for me because (laughs) I also fancied myself to be a bit of a child genius. A child genius. Uh, Excelled in school, was always kind of getting the highest marks. The day I found out I didn't get into the gifted program. I was devastated. I was crying. It crushed me. I was like, oh, okay. I'm dumb as hell. (laughs) Okay. That's actually, that's actually interesting. I would love to So that's what the gifted program does by high school. I was like, thank fuck I didn't get in. Oh, buddy. You have no idea. Well, look around. Look around me. Look at my, look at my life on the Zoom screen. (laughs) Okay. I don't. I don't want to denigrate. I don't want to denigrate the people who were in it, you being one of them, from the people that I know who went into it. Actually ended up getting screwed because that program 
ruined their social uh, abilities like also i'm sorry the actual program itself i was going into a like small room and like they would just show you little flashcards and be like what 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 time of day is it in what in which house like and i was just like can i have my fucking candy and can i go now please this sucks i don't know what they thought they were doing basically you were being scientifically experimented on i definitely had like a little complex as a kid because of the gifted program and now i'm sitting in a den sweating my absolute ass off because the air conditioning doesn't work and still winter hilarious and talking about big fat liar professionally uh professionally (laughs) i've decided to talk about big fat liar on a podcast i will say I got a candy after every session. What was in that candy? What was in, what did they put in it? Are they tracking me? After those flashcard sessions? After the flashcard sessions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to think about it. Are you sure it was a gifted program? (laughs) I've never heard any of Um, He gets to school. Our little guy, Jason, gets to school. Teacher slams the door in his face. I have never seen this before. I'm also thinking, though, if the teacher slams the door in my face was like, you can't come in. You're late. Uh, buddy i'm going home i'm playing ape escape on playstation i'm having the best day ever because it's not on me anymore a teacher told me to go home this makes so much more sense now why you hated going to school (laughs) like okay this uh, is going to affect our friendship pieces are coming together everyone listening right now if you were in the gifted program uh or if you have stories about being in the gifted program and just getting candy and doing little tests please reach out and if you weren't in the gifted program also reach out and let us know how that affected you because Olivia and I are really figuring <laughs> some stuff out here live right now. <laughs> we meet Miss Caldwell. It's- What's with Sandra O oh getting every single teacher role? She does, I guess. Ha- she plays a good, great teacher. I don't know. Okay, when he calls her Phyllis, that was so funny. I love that. <laughs> so he's late for class and he does this whole big thing to essentially convince the teacher that he didn't finish his homework and he's only late because his dad was choking on a meatball i remember this so well being like call my dad if you want and then him in front of the kids like doing this big performance i'm loving the attention he's getting like he's so (laughs) jealous he tells the okay like the title he tells the biggest fattest lies (laughs) if i'm another student in this class watching him do this though I'm tattling immediately. Okay, that was also my (laughs) thought. Not that I would tattle, but that I'm seeing a sea of kids here. Someone's going to be a tattle. If I didn't like him, I'm tattling and I'm yeah. and I'm doing it even snakier, like in secret after the class is over. Like, and going, promise you won't say my name. Yeah, yeah. Like going up after <laughs> being like, I have a stomach ache because I have to tell you something. Because, you know, like <laughs> oh kid, kids will get stomach aches and they felt like uh. guilt or shame. <laughs> <laughs> if I like him, though, OK, I'm going along with it. I'm tell- I'm retelling the story to other people and inserting myself into the story. <laughs> so class ends he thinks he got away with it but then boom parents show up and they are like no daddy didn't choke on a meatball he's gonna have to do summer school because he didn't get this paper in on time he's very shocked by this don't know why it just sort of makes sense and so he goes home he has three hours to write this and he has to do it by hand and he writes bfl he writes big that liar the titular scene (laughs) and it's so they give it so much kind of pageantry like we get serious like music is building we've got an orchestra they're building up and he's writing it (laughs) 
hand. <laughs> wow. It's literally being given due as if he's writing out E equals MC squared for the first time ever. <laughs> whenever you do that, whenever you do that voice, you always remind me of the teach the dance teacher from Center Stage when she goes, just <laughs> do it. <laughs> just give it to me so frankie writes big fat liar skateboard's been stolen by taryn killam so he's gotta he's gotta run and he gets hit by a car a limo a limo but it's fun to be exact it's a it's a little bump it's not a big hit it's a little one and paul j Motti is introduced marty wolf the producer he's sitting in the back He's a classic Hollywood producer, bigwig. He is so good in this movie. Like, everything he does is so funny. He's in the back, his first line. The driver goes, oh, God, I think we just hit a kid. And he goes, I'm on the phone. (laughs) Okay. Mental anchor. Love it so much. He's got, like, his blue glasses on. He's got his little blue tooth loving okay he's wearing a full full matching a yellowish beige motorcycle jacket with matching color matching colored pants that zip from the bottom up to the knee his wardrobe in this whole movie is so crazy outrageous he's he also has hair in this movie which is so interesting because i even when i look at him with hair i think of him as a bald man but isn't he he's partially oh my god no, no you're because right. it gets i'm dyed. having a mandela effect effect I know. about um <laughs> paul <Giamatti's> hair because <laughs> i was liar. picturing him just now as having um a friar tuck kind of situation <laughs> but you're right no he has full-blown hollywood has implanted in me that he's just bald even thinking back and i watched it today and even as i was watching the scene where he dyes his hair i'm going how's that gonna work he's bald i'm watching him put orange dye in his hair i'm going how's this gonna work he's bald maddie and live production woof woof frankie mian as a child getting hit by a limo with a hollywood bigwig in the back oh no being like i'm a record producer oh you don't have to go into it but that's where my mind is going paul giamatti is so funny he basically brings Frankie in and they chit chat a bit about the movie that Paul Giamatti's filming. We think Frankie is the the world's greatest liar. No, no, no. He's a grasshopper and yeah. Paul Giamatti is the master. Yes. He's the Yoda. He's and, Yoda. And Frankie is the baby Yoda. <laughs> Joel is keeled over laughing. <laughs> As if Baby Yoda is somehow like learning from Big Yoda, I guess. It's, it's what you've implied. Is we also see that like, okay, now that I'm thinking about this through, through a academic lens, we also see that Marty would probably be what Frankie would turn into if he didn't have this whole lesson about telling the truth. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a... Um, it's a... Chris, goes to Christmas co- future. No, I don't no. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it called where you see like... Uh, not a twist of fate, but some, like, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Um, oh, I know, but we unfortunately can't move okay, forward you're gonna be stuck I remember on this because I am going to be sick if we don't think <laughs> of this. A glimpse into your 
Oh my god. I'll let it. I'll, I'll let. I'll <laughs> we'll Google. We'll Google. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. A glimpse at what could be is okay. gonna have to do. Do your breathing exercises. <laughs> Language is actually a construct, and why do I even care? Okay. You've okay. got the idea in your brain, I and forward. I have it too. We've communicated. Frankie forgets Big Fat Liar. Has written a, a, a essay in the car. Marty takes a look at it and raises his eyebrow. And they okay, drive off. He looks off. at it for literally two milliseconds. Two he just seconds. sees the title. He, d- he literally can just read Big Fat. And Hi. he is blown. It, it basically is Lindsay Lohan saying, but here's the catch. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same energy. He sees the gold the second his eyes hit big, fat, liar. <laughs> he is a producer. Okay, they've got an eye for this sort of thing. They don't, they're busy. They're Hollywood big wigs. They've only got 20 seconds to give to you, anyways. So they got to learn to pick things up fast. And what he sees in Big Fat Liar, he's loving. So they drive off, and we do see a shot of um, what's being filmed in town, which is um, <laughs> Jaleel White, uh, who keeps Urkel. Ref- Urkel. He keeps talking about being Urkel, too. It is so- honestly really funny. The fake film within the film is um Jaleel White is a cop with the chicken partner okay honestly these parts killed me I don't know what this <laughs> says about me that my humor hasn't changed at all since I was a kid <laughs> I am laughing so hard at this like I'm giggling like a little school girl it, it like, holds it, up if you haven't seen it the the chicken the chicken has glasses dresses the the chicken has a uniform <laughs> the chicken's in a, the chicken's in a cop uniform the teacher is like where is your homework frankie munez didn't get to hand it in he's like i swear to god i left it in the car of this producer and they're like oh my gosh like he's really weaving get a it. life they're like quit lying you're a huge liar there's no big producer in town what are you talking about he loses so we flash forward we go to summer school and malcolm in the middle is now in a summer school uh this this summer school looked exactly like my driving school down to the classroom down to the teacher it was exactly what my driving oh you didn't take driving school yes i did yes i did okay i just don't want to isolate just because i don't have a license doesn't mean i didn't go to driver's school and also take my g2 test twice you were giving me a blank stare so i was like oh no i've, no, tr- I've triggered no, her no, 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 wait no, you took your no. i keep forgetting this you did take your g2 the last test i took was when i was 22 i took one at 16 okay. and i took one at 22 okay at 22 mm, i definitely wasn't as crushed as the first time when i was 16 but i was definitely bummed weathered yeah and then I was weathered. And then at this point, any sort of like pressure situation, like I immediately crumble and become very nervous. Particular, yeah. like a driver's test to me is the number one most nerve wracking thing on the planet. So it was that, but also it was like, okay, now I'm 22. I have no money. I'm only going to be able to afford to take transit anyway. Why am I torturing myself even doing the test? Yeah. Totally. You're a Toronto gal. I get it. I know a ton of people that, are, that grew up and live in Toronto that didn't even take the didn't even get their g1 so flash forward we're in summer school looks like my driving school. oh my god okay this summer school you know what I, you know what my eyes are locking on right away <sighs> those covers that they would make you make for your textbook but i remember that like that really took me back i remember all of junior high school that would be like one of the first assignments in the first week of school was right in your agenda must cover 
textbook and you had to go of your own devices find paper to cover your freaking book I was really hot or cold with assignments like that I found like I loved smothering my agenda first page with collage pics of okay same thing the 2000 because it was a mode of expression personal expression but i would also try to do like alt ones like i I was a little bit alt okay see and it was where you could kind of flex like year differences i have blink 182 on my thing i don't know if you noticed okay (laughs) i what did i oh i had nine inch nails oh Oh my god God. okay you are really shooting for the stars i'm dark (laughs) i've got a lot to talk about but i'm not gonna tell any of you about it because it's gonna be a mystery we go over to amanda Bynes, i believe they're hanging out they're going to a movie it's summer i would give I would honestly okay. give a, li- a limb. Holy fuck. I am so jealous of them right now. Seeing them at a movie theater with their snacks, having fun. So, 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 so jealous. They have popcorn they've got there. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. Oh my gosh. They've got their peacorn. They've got their drinks. I'm so jealous. I, could, I honestly couldn't get over it. And she's talking. Okay, to- I love a movie theater space. I love to be in the pitch black of a movie theater with all of my snacks. And it is a vacuum in that room where I can eat whatever yes, I want. Do yes. whatever. It's like whatever happens in this room. Yeah. I love that because I feel like a lot of sexual deviants also think that way. So I do kind of like that you have more of like a fun holistic. Oh, no, mine has to do with like eating um, calories don't sort of count (laughs) in this room. Going into a cold air conditioned movie theater, coming out into this afternoon sun, feeling changed, feeling inspired by the movie you just saw. Feeling inspired. Oh, okay. That. I'm also changing my my personality for three weeks based on like Spider-Man or whatever movie just inspired me so, 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 so much. Thank you. Okay. Okay. The feeling during childhood slash teenage of what strutting out of a movie that has just changed, changed you your what? life like you just saw um sandra bullock in, yes uh, yes yes uh, what am i thinking uh miss congeniality yes you just saw miss miss congeniality your life your has changed your world you is completely different <laughs> you are strutting out of that theater feeling on top of the world it was like a high for some reason spider-man sticks out to me so much because i wanted to be <laughs> that is so peter funny. parker so bad not mary jane wanted to be peter parker i wanted to be superhero movies when i was a kid oh star wars didn't understand it but i walked out feeling so jazzed about like my my place in the like, world hope feeling it's larger good. than life it's larger than life it makes you feel like connected peter pan with jeremy Ugh. sumter seeing that in theaters okay that was life-changing for a million different reasons kissing <laughs> and kissing aside i also was just like i want to be a magical being i i truly do not think it's possible as an adult to, to feel replicate. that way no so they're in the movie and uh Okay, the the trailers start playing for new movies, and Malcolm is starting to go, huh? I've seen this before. You guessed it. His story, Big Fat Liar, has been turned into a film, has been adapted for a film, and we're seeing the trailer for it. Everyone is talking about BFL. It is the must 
see movie event (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny because it's um so stupid the worst part of the movie is how fucking terrible the movie is it's really funny i don't know if they were aware of that the way that this movie is talked about in the media after is so funny like there's like an interview with paul giamatti and he's like some ideas they just come to you and like people are like the mastermind behind the new film coming out big fat liar like so so funny but i gotta say i'm really feeling for frankie munez here frankie's like i'm going to la to get this guy to admit he stole my story that's his big thing amanda Bynes is like okay i'll come with you but like we gotta figure out what to do with my grandma because she's babysitting me frankie's always like the man with the plan he's always like gotta figure it out amanda Bynes is like tutoring taryn Killam, and so what they do is they dress him up as kaylee and they send him off to grandma pearls and she is so cute did you remember this woman i did and so one of the mental anchors from this movie which i did own on must have been vhs um watched a million times amanda Bynes saying grandma pearl grandma pearl yes is like very ingrained in my brain and the fact that you said she's from california because i would have kind of thought midwestern maybe she's midwestern Mm -hmm. yes because she's my grandma pearl oh that was good you got grandma really really well that was great (laughs) That was really good. So Taryn Killam dressed up as Haley to trick Grandma Pearl. I can't do it. <laughs> they get along like immediately. It's so funny. I'm laughing. Like I, they- they're making me laugh. <laughs> These two are like a house on fire. <laughs> That's wrong. What? These two are getting on like a house on fire. I've That's never heard. Th- I believe you. These two are getting on like a if, house on fire. If the house is on fire, don't come and knock it. <laughs> So the two get to L.A., they fly there, um, and Donald Faison is supposed to be picking up a furrier, and instead, Frankie Manaz dwindles his way in, and uh, they get in the car, the limo, and Donald Faison shows them around. He's like, we want to go sightseeing. Okay, they get to, another one, man, they get to Universal Studios. Okay, I'm crying, I have tears in my eyes, I want to go to Universal so badly. I want to go to amusement park. I want to get a huge drink with like a freaking like Jurassic Park head on it. Like a slushy, like an icy. Oh my God. (laughs) I want to get like a comical like lollipop. I think those are at Disneyland, but. I want to pay 30. I was also thinking of Disney World. I want to pay $30 for a water bottle fan. Yes, a water bottle fan. Oh my God. Because guess what? It's getting hot in line. It's so hot and it's actually unbearable and you kind of have to buy the $30. Oh my gosh. It's like a Lion King branded. Fan <laughs> that you spray yourself with. <laughs> I'm I'm loving it. I also remember going to Universal Studios on the tour on that tour where you pretend to go through the lot. Okay, buddy, it was so much fun. There was like a, a American psych, not American Psycho, a Psycho portion where it's like Norman Bates comes out and pretends to stab. That's so fun. But it was like it's definitely very much like you realize as a kid, like oh, Universal Studios is like. There's also some, like, darker, like, older movies. Um, (laughs) So they're walking through the amusement park. They're at Universal Studios. They take the tour, but then they get to the actual lot. Because you do drive by the actual lot, and they jump off and hide. Amanda Bynes with a red shirt, a jean jacket, beige capri pants, sketchers, and layered hair. Okay, she has has two layers in her... No, I guess it's... So she has one layer... 
And it's create, so she has a double swoop in her hair. The dub swoop. Obsessed. I'm loving it. I mean, watching it back, <laughs> I'm not envious of it. No. But I am knowing, as a kid, that, that flipped at the end little swoop. That look in general is so 2002 to me. Give her a pair of blue sunglasses and that would be my ideal like meet cute outfit as a 10 as a year old. <laughs> and them walking behind the scenes and having that moment of like, wow, this is Hollywood as a kid. Yeah, that stuck with me as an adult. Okay, now I'm weathered. Let's flash forward 20 years. Now Maddie Foley's weathered. She's, wa- she's walking through. I'm all I'm seeing a bunch of sad extras walking around the lot, not knowing where to go. They didn't make it. They're all failures. You think the real celebs are walking around in costume? <laughs> get a get a grip. It's the extras. The illusion has been shattered. The glass. <laughs> <laughs> we try to go see Marty Wolf, and we meet Astrid, the receptionist, who, if you'd have said to me before we watched this, do you remember Astrid from Big Fat Liar? I would have been like, what the genuine fuck are you talking about? I didn't even remember the plot for this movie. The second I saw this woman, I was like, I can recite all of her lines. I know exactly her intonation. Like, you're so right. It's so weird. This is a movie. I definitely watched seven million times as a kid. Could not like going into it. Had no clue what the plot was. I thought it, I was basically confusing it with like um, the Jim Carrey movie. So we get to Astrid. Um when her like puking on the phone so what happens is they try to get rid of her essentially and they basically tell her that her car is parked on top of a dog's tail and her because astrid loves dogs she loves her entire desk is covered in dog paraphernalia and this is one of the first times amanda Bynes puts on a different accent and is like hi there uh your car's parked on top of a dog the puking sound she like makes on the phone so we get into the room marty wolf is talking to his assistant monty we sort of see like um marty's a huge dick like he's a huge 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 dick to monty and then frankie comes in and all frankie wants is to talk to get him to say to tell his dad that he wasn't lying okay i'm crying at this part buddy i totally forgot the whole thing was like not to get famous or make money it was literally to just make his dad believe in him again any story you know me any storylines <laughs> about making parents proud marty wolf goes yeah of course buddy and then he lights the paper he lights the story on fire classic hollywood big wig Anytime we're talking about a big wig on this podcast, we are talking about a Marty Wolf type. So Amanda and Frankie talk after this and Frankie, okay, again, it's hitting the same chord. He goes, if you saw the way my dad looked at me, it was like I wasn't his kid anymore. They get to, they're like, where are we going to stay? Like, we got to figure out a plan. They get to the warehouse with costumes and props. OMG, this was my GD dream as a kid. This is the best scene of the movie. Yeah. It's every kid's dream. Them going through the aisles, trying on different costumes, making jokes. It's a closet montage. It's a closet montage. We've got a closet montage. Okay, they're on clothing Hank racks, racks sliding with, around with, um, sliding around uh, with the wheels and sliding around they've got the and big out in kooky costumes okay. and then cool costumes the big sunglasses where it was like okay. i need me a pair okay. of those <laughs> like it is so fun we've got fun music colors the lights tons Ugh. of costumes tons of props i will say watching as an adult I'm looking at those clothes. I'm going, ugh, I bet I know exactly what that smells like. The basement of Black Market on Queen Street. <laughs> that like mothball stank. 
(laughs) (laughs) We get in the limo again. Donald Faison finally is like, you guys aren't the fur people after all. He does a little Austin Powers joke in this scene. Did you catch it? So this is... (laughs) Blink and you'll miss it. This was one of the... Oh, maybe we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about the hysterical joke that he does that became an extremely prevalent schoolyard Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. we would all do uh, where he's cutting them off every time they try to speak but with the key and he's doing the sound of like a engine revving engine revving we thought it was so funny to do this to people i did too as a child but i also have to ask when did austin powers come out because the austin powers obviously you know i'm thinking about the right so i'm i'm going came first who came first muniz frankie <laughs> is author muniz uh comma frankie is wearing in this scene okay it's not just amanda Bynes who's got outfits that are nostalgic frankie is wearing a t-shirt long sleeve oh combo loving loving <laughs> loving actually that combo was huge for me he is the first person I think of when I think of that because I feel like he wore it in Malcolm in the Middle all okay, the time. Okay, definitely wore it in Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, he's one of the first people okay. I think of when I think of a long sleeve but under a short sleeve. I used sleeve. to wear like cute ones initially, the ones that were like actually just sold as one shirt and were genuinely one the, shirt. The sleeves sewn into. So, oh yes, <laughs> but then. In junior high, when I was going through my severe um, chronic poser phase, where I was deep into neck deep in West 49. Avril Lavigne eyeliner. Poser clothes. I love it. And I'm wearing an Etnies t-shirt long sleeve combo uh one of my one of my class pictures from junior high school in an Etnies <laughs> combo shirt. <laughs> They are like, we're going to get revenge on Marty Wolf. So the first thing they do, they go spy on him at his pool. Um, his little palm pilot. Oh, uh, Frankie Muniz stole his palm pilot. So they go spy on him as throughout his day. I love his palm pilot. It literally just says for 9 a.m., swim 25 laps. And then it has nothing like <laughs> after. This literally looked like my schedule in the beginning of COVID when we all like lost everything. And my schedule okay, was like, this is eat still my phone. breakfast, 10 a.m., <laughs> There's nothing else. My phone still has a lot of scheduled things like There's that. There's a lot of days where I have a single... Watch Big Fat Liar. <laughs> oh my God. The, writing to watch old movies in my... Children's movies. <laughs> in my phone. I, I've i started doing this thing. This is so depressing. We have a sort of ecosystem here, Sean and I. It's just us living, obviously, together. But it's been just us for a year now. So I don't see friends. I haven't... I don't go out like I've been totally isolating um so I send him he works up in the den I work at the kitchen table I send him invites for when I'm watching a (laughs) one of our movies for our podcast I schedule the time I schedule the place I put living room you book the the I book the living room and I invite him and I say optional like uh, you can come if you want you don't have to but i'm just letting you know that i will be in the living room watching this like and he will accept or decline and then depending on his answer we'll sort of go back and forth but he does formally accept to watch with me 
and will come down and watch. And when he formally declines, he does not come down and watch. Okay, I love that. I would love to institute that in our home. <laughs> it is. It's sick. It's maddening. He's two feet away from me. Why am I emailing him with scheduling conflicts? We go to the producer meetings where we meet John Cho. Um, he's so funny in this. I actually really love his role where he's like, um, this is like the pitching producer meeting. Like Monty's there. Some other writers are there. And John Cho's like, we begin harumph a crash from this guy like very funny i remember this okay he's so funny Uh, sorry but is this entire episode just about kind of advocating for underrated actors because okay john cho i have had a great he's had a good career quite a few things like i just saw him recently in an episode of mindy project like you still see him around still working although I still oh, oh and I did just watch him in a movie searching um terrible kind of like thriller movie um so he's still around but I still think he could get more even more so where the hell is Kumar because he okay that actor he is the funny brilliant. as hell why okay why is he not in anything Joel and I have had this conversation so many times I, recently I'm not kidding I think he's probably above it he is so brilliant he he's a, sc- the a speech only explanation is that he doesn't want that's what do I'm it. saying and I actually think it, it is probably that because he is so funny so brilliant so smart he wrote one of Obama's speeches like he's a speech right he's a political speech writer on top of everything yeah Okay, I can't wait to tell Joel he, that. That's, look up his... That, now that is fun trivia. I honestly think he's part of Mensa for some reason. Cal Penn. Um, I think he is... He was a former White House staff member in the Barack Obama administration and an actor. Uh, it's actually kind of like infuriating be how talented be more jealous of someone <laughs> in my goddamn life. The two fields that I was like most uh, interested in plus psychology. If Okay, I'm like, if he has a psychology degree, I'm going to blow my brains out. No, we go to the next meeting where he's talking to one of the PR women. This woman is in so many things. I, she's in Seinfeld. She's in Seinfeld. That's what I'm thinking of her from. Basically, in this meeting, Paul Giamatti, a.k.a. Marty Wolf, looks at her and he delivers the line. She says, uh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm senior vice president of public relations or whatever. And he goes, you sure you're not the senior vice president of Twinkies? I'm only bringing that up because it does come back. But oh my God, hate that. He's a bully is basically what we're seeing. He bullies everyone. He next goes to the stunt grandpa, the older man who does stunts. So cute. So cute. Also like good looking and I was kind of into it. Uh, okay, totally. Like really, <laughs> lo- especially, when he, especially when he jumps out of the plane and he goes, Grandpa's been doing this a long time. I was like, whoa, it moved. I it moved. It moved. It moved. <laughs> but I am laughing at Paul Giamatti's delivery of bullying people. Like so funny. Like when he's like, this is the movie business, Grandpa. Like everything he does. Okay, because he, it's what we were saying before. It's the committing to the thing. Like you are going into this because I, okay. You know who I'm picturing if we subbed in for this role is, and I don't know why, but I'm picturing, what if we subbed in um, the evil agent from Billboard Dad? My God. It's you like have... you're only kind of going halfway with it. Yes. Yes. Anyone from a. Paul Giamatti is so over the top. It's perfect. To feel comfortable watching him be mean to people. He has to be making a fool of himself in how big he goes. If he was like right. delivering these like seriously or if he wasn't putting a like, do you know what I mean? Like it would be uncomfortable to watch. But because he's such a crazy clown in this movie. OK, literally and figuratively. 
it's <laughs> it works like it makes you be like okay there's no way someone would be this mean this episode is kind of actually just sort of this is actually my master class lect- this is actually a lecture <laughs> about acting. this isn't actually for you this is for me to sort of work some things out about <laughs> acting in my ma- in my mind get me off this dang soapbox taryn and pearl we go back to what they're doing they're working out at home okay her lifting the balls of yarn (laughs) this is actually pretty much what where i'm at in my physical health journey same so we go back to the kids they're hanging out in their warehouse and they're like okay we 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 spied on him all day he's the meanest person ever like he deserves this let's get revenge amanda vines playing with the sticky thing jumping on the wall huge mental anger okay this yes And her getting stuck and him pulling her off. Uh, I should say, I should mention Donald Faison is in on it because we did find out he's an actor that was like spurned. Is that the word I'm looking for? Or scorned. Spurned by Marty Wolf. And so he's going to help the kids. Them putting on sunglasses and walking out with Matrix music. It's so funny because as a kid, I remember watching this and I do lie zing this like thinking it was so cool thinking everyone watching was like this is the coolest thing ever <laughs> and now as an adult you realize it's like a fun parody of like spy movies but as a kid I was like no I'm sold there's no satire this is real Paul Giamatti in his Burberry little um <laughs> what would you call that like brief bathing suit him dancing down to the pool it- <laughs> Me, my brother, and sister were obsessed with this song and this <laughs> this scene of him walking into the pool. We had this little um, like stereo uh, at the neighbor's pool, and every time we'd go swim there, we would play this song, <laughs> and we would all take turns coming out pretending to be Paul Giamatti <laughs> from this scene. Pa- uh, Paul Giamatti is. On- Are you getting Beetlejuice vibes from him? Kind of one thousand percent. I'm obsessed with you. We're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. It's feeling good. <laughs> He is definitely tiptoeing into Beetlejuice territory, and I'm loving it. It's the perfect little funny villain character. It really is. They dye his pool blue as he's distracted dancing. He's like got this little monkey he talks to, so they dye his pool blue. The situation with the monkey (laughs) is very bizarre. That was actually the one thing that was kind of standing out to me. I agree. We're going into... Maddie Live Productions. What the f- Yeah. Um, it, yeah. His relationship with this monkey is... Sexual. It sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Okay. He, the monkey sleeps beside him in bed. The second... Okay. When he wakes up, he starts talking to him. He's kind of like flirting with flirting, him. Flirting, like yeah. Hitting him in the face. <laughs> his attachment to this monkey, which continues throughout the rest of the well, movie... Well, it's the is, crux of it. It's extremely bizarre. It's a psychosexual relationship. This this man can't form connections with people psychologically. He has no one in his life. That makes sense. Of course, he doesn't have a partner. Of course, the only person that can put up with him is a doll, a monkey doll. And (laughs) and frankly, I'm glad we don't really see what the full extent of that relationship is. Me too. Because I think at nighttime... I think oh things happen. My. Swims in this pool, and oh my god, when he comes out of the pool, the deepest blue. It's he a is a blue, blue man group. Yes. Um, it's perfectly, uh, it's perfectly like sp- evenly spread everywhere. It's a beautiful <laughs> blue. I love it. Um, 
I, he grabs the monkey as he comes back in and what have the kids done they've dyed his shampoo they've put orange dye in his shampoo now he's shampooing in the shower he hasn't noticed he's a blue yet because he's too busy with his monkey <laughs> so he's in the shower he realizes he's just okay this sticks hair. out to me this part he's shampooing his hair sure whatever he's not seeing that his skin is blue i'll let it go it's fine okay next he shampoos his eyebrows is this am i the only one is this something men do um i am not familiar with any type of i'm definitely not washing my legs there's no way in hell i'm washing my eyebrows you know actually they started talking about um on tiktok okay tiktok corner with maddie foley they talk about how (laughs) white people never wash the bottoms of their feet or their legs and i was like whoa guilty as charged so now i've I've started why would i need to wash the bottom of my feet i'm standing in the shower apparently it's not good enough and a podiatrist came on and said you need to be scrubbing with an unscented soap on the bottom of your feet so now i'm doing it all the time I'll tell you what, I'm slipping and sliding everywhere. I really <laughs> shouldn't be doing it. So when he dyes his hair orange and he goes to look at himself in the mirror, the first look he gives himself isn't like, Mwah! he does like a, okay, this is it. Like he does like an accepting look. Okay, that is a mental anger for me. Can someone diagnose me with like why, why these are the things that I remember is Paul what Giamatti. What is this disease? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are there any doctors out there? <laughs> so next up we get to, we get to, so he's dyed blue and he's got a really important busy day with the, with the president of the production company who's going to talk about funding. So um, Amanda on the phone in the car next as Charisma changing the address. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. This deserves an Oscar. This performance deserves a 2021 Oscar. 2022 Oscar. <laughs> this deserves it was an Oscar every single every year. Every year it should be a contender. So what happens is she changes the address to the same address where the stunt grandpa's child's party, grandchild's party is going to be. Uh, we did see a clown on the front, so they did dye him blue and orange to make him look like a clown so that when he arrives at this party the kids think he's a clown which i am loving so smart okay him arriving at this party opening the door thinking it's going to be like this producer's or the president's house and the way this fucking little kid screams it's the clown let's hurt him (laughs) mental anchor like again a doctor i need a doctor because why do i remember that Amanda Bynes has a sweater in this scene that is... I'm not remembering. The amount of times during this episode that I am actually dying and coming back to life and dying again. Um, She has this knitted sweater, like knitted in the sense that it's like cotton whatever material. A long sweater with a belt, kind of like tie belt with it. Oh my god, I loved these. I had one that was in blue that I loved so much. I think it was from Gap Kids, possibly. A long sweater was like, okay, I'm saving that for a Friday. Are you thinking of the one with the feathers? The orange one? Yes. No, 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 no. Okay, that's after. She might actually have two. I think she has two, but they're both kind of like longer sweaters with tied belt things. I had one from a Mary Kate and Ashley line and it was a blue and green knitted one and 
I felt like I was on the catwalk anytime I wore this. I felt so high fashion. No one else was wearing long sweaters. It was way too (laughs) fashion forward. Okay, I was constantly getting sort of mocked for my fashion forward choices like there were these pioneer boots that I loved wearing (laughs) that were like okay if we weren't children people would actually all be agreeing that these are nice as hell but you fucking fools you dumb children don't understand (laughs) that I'm actually the cool one and you're the loser that is how I felt about my makeup too for the longest time when I would wear like thick eyeliner I was like pick up a goddamn magazine and tell me what that woman is wearing she's wearing blue eyeshadow that was happening to me left right and center during elementary school was me being at the forefront of fashion progressive none of them these people are miles behind me they're making fun of me it really talking about getting mocked especially by the dumb boys in my my class um about like what are those pioneer boots you're wearing okay I, i actually still endure this kind of commentary from my boyfriend who will like you don't understand like what I'm wearing is cool and stylish. You just don't understand. You're so out of this Love. realm. Okay. So he goes to this party. The kids attack him laughing so hard when he calls the one kid four eyes. It's like, this is so funny. They're fighting so hard. And then she's like, she freaks out fine. She's like, I don't know what you want me to do. And he's like, okay, chill. We'll just reschedule the meeting then. That's fine. Like totally <laughs> gaslighting her. It's like so funny, so funny. He turns on his car. They've wa- they've rigged it so that it honks whenever he breaks. And that I'm blue is the only thing that plays. I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die. I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die. Full full title of that song. How do you feel about that song? I, my favorite color was blue at the time, so I loved that song. I remember being at Christmas. I remember being at my grandma's when I hear that don't know what it's playing from i don't know what it's playing from a radio or it's playing maybe from a cd a big shiny tune cd maybe mm. i think yeah is, i could see that ooh, i think it was a gift a christmas gift was a big shiny tunes with a blue dab d and i was playing it on repeat at my grandparents and yeah so i'm thinking of a fond memory i have good memories of see, it See, i actually was never a fan of that song that's fair I, like, I it's not a it's fine if it comes on but i don't like it and you know what it immediately makes me think of that i also freaking hated what is that song that's like a joke it's uh funny. Ham- the hamster song no i did i love that, that okay this was exactly oh, uh, u-g-l-y no okay i love that song no other okay. words still it was in the exact same maybe even year at least like era um we've also got like prozac playing con i joe um it's the one with the guys and they're all crazy and they're dressed up like monkeys or something oh okay so it's definitely the bad touch okay, by wait, the bloodhound what's, gang what's the what's the um chorus that i'm thinking of you and me baby we're nothing but yes mammals so let's do it like they do on the (laughs) discovery channel hated and still do hate that song i am putting on my pearl necklace i am (laughs) tightening my tie okay mike pence is here for some reason (laughs) i do not 
endorse this song. Uh, I hate everything it stands for. I don't think it's funny. Okay, I remember <laughs> MSN names galore were that. You and me, baby, we're not nothing but mammals. Okay, I remember there are so many MSN names that. I never really cared for this song. I never listened to it. It never crossed. I never really crossed its path. So I was always kind of on the outs with this song. Okay, two things are happening. People were singing that at school and like getting in trouble yes, for it. Boys especially. Boys especially like, were encapsulated so by it. Yeah. Okay, and then I also remember the blue dabba controversy which was are they saying i would die if i was green and there was two oh, sides there was controversy oh my god yes there were two the, sides the i'm blue dabba dee dabba die controversy and i was and i was on the side of i'm blue dabba dee dabba die dabba dee that was me i knew it was that <laughs> i looked too. it up but there were these little gremlins in my class that would band together and say I'm blue dabba dee and they go they would go did you know he's actually saying I would die if I was green I would die if I was green I would die you little it's fucks like, listen stop up. being a gremlin it's just I'm blue dabba dee dabba die why would they be saying dabba dee if they were gonna go to start why would they even say dabba dee then if they're not gonna keep saying nonsense I was furious I was like I googled it last night and they were like we don't believe you that's not true that's falsified information and then you could google it you could google the lyrics and there would be other versions that would say i would die if i was green and so these little fucks were emboldened i guess by (laughs) fake research that was put on the net i honestly i'm thinking of one kid in particular okay it ripped families apart (laughs) the great divide of the blue dabba dee I honestly, what have I tapped into? Mothers turned against (laughs) daughters. Daughters turned against fathers. I haven't talked to my aunt in 15 years. (laughs) Okay, so he just left the clown party. He's like, what the fuck? Him and Monty just fought. He's behind a monster truck. I totally forgot this scene. This is the one scene in the movie I really didn't remember. Paul Giamatti's behind this monster truck. He honks on the brake basically and the monster truck guy gets out and the way i did remember this though the way that the guy with the mess shirt comes out and goes oh my god paul giamatti has to get a tow truck to pick him up okay everyone in this movie is killing it even the tow truck guy going that line from the tow truck guy that is a mental anchor that is a line that's being said at school yeah this is this is a part like my parents are laughing at this is like and action they told me i was gonna pick up a little blue car but they didn't say anything about picking up a little blue man <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you check my imdb okay we go to the next okay the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like it's actually out of control like the the amount of times i'm squirming I'm in my chair dude Sean came down to see. I, I make jokes about Sean coming down all the time. Sean came down to see what I was laughing at this time. <laughs> I was fucking crying. So we go to a movie. <laughs> so we go to the movie premiere of what is it called? Isn't it their names? Yeah. Like what the? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember either. But it's the chicken movie with Urkel. The premiere is happening. We see Urkel. He's like really cool. He gets out of his car. He's like loving it. He's like you know like getting attention, getting pictures, getting interviews. <laughs> The chicken shows up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my! The chicken God. shows up. Um, <laughs> uh, burn baby burn is playing, so it goes do 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 the music. How would you describe his outfit? It's kind of like seventies, kind of like Elvis. He's got like an open collar. Basically, it's hot. <laughs> fully dressed with glasses with an open Elvis collar on. He has a handler, but like the chicken is looking around and everyone is freaking out. They're like, there's the chicken. They're losing there's their the shit. And <laughs> Burn Baby Burn is the perfect song. I'm I literally have tears in my eyes. I'm laughing so hard I had to rewind it. Right before the party. Okay, so the scheme continues. They're like, this friggin' Marty is not giving in. He will not call my dad. We have to keep sabotaging him, ruining his life, whatever. He calls Amanda Bynes, who's uh, back at the prop warehouse, and she's lying on a car on the phone. Okay, she's wearing banana shoes. Oh my gosh, I remember that so <laughs> okay, vividly. These banana shoes are killing me. She is wearing giant shoes that are bananas that is so is this amanda bynes schneider yeah. thing okay. i don't know don't make it evil because i love it but i i agree is it does dan have a hand in this probably because he's got a foot in it for sure okay and then marty is kind of boned here he missed the big meeting he's trying to get funding the president is trying to pull big fat liar from being made he needs to like pull something out of his ass to like and he also needs to explain why he's blue and orange. He goes in the kitchen and Marty finally comes, Marty, Frankie Nunez finally comes out and he's like, I'll help you as long as you call my dad and tell him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I will. So Frankie gives him this speech, which even as a kid, I was like, this is so dumb. Why would they make, why would they, <laughs> why would they make a movie about a big fat liar who gets big when he lies? Why would they make <laughs> him now get a magic potion where he changed change. color and you know what in the final version they didn't do that so i was actually glad that that was cut from big fat liar because he's not like blue at the end he's just big but as a kid and as an adult i hate that this is the huge pitch Me too. that frankie gave to him and that the whole okay so paul giamatti goes on to give this presentation we've got like a cyrano de Bergerac yes, yes. situation where frankie is feeding him the lines through his bluetooth paul giamatti is giving this speech to the whole party of explaining that the big fat liar will change colors based on his emotions okay people are losing they it they're like this it. is they're the best movie i've up. ever heard i hate this pitch this this as a as a writer of scripts i'm saying are you freaking kidding so... me i could come up with 10 ideas right now Absolutely. that are better than that and it's kind of like a hat on a hat it's like we already have the thing that he changes size that's already way too much throwing in a color it's way too much okay now now we've got a whole other we've got rules that are changing i'm for everyone at this party they lap it up including the president who goes who very earnestly that was impressive and i'm like ugh, it wasn't (laughs) so marty comes back he goes thanks kid you saved my ass and then he goes but i'm not gonna call your dad and instead he calls security and gets them kicked out and monty is like this is wrong. Monty also has hella flicks in her hair. Oh my god, seat. she looks like a po- that is it's flicks. Polly Pocket, Polly Pocket. <laughs> she is the yes. prototype for the blonde Polly Pocket. <laughs> okay, I love this next sequence. So the kids go back to the 
the warehouse. It's the all is lost moment very clearly. Um, Jason, a.k.a. Frankie Muniz, calls his dad and he confesses everything. And luckily we don't see that. I actually kind of liked that we don't see that. And he's like, it's over. Like Marty won, it's over. And he goes, "Mm, we're leaving in the morning, all is lost. And Amanda's like, you can't give up. Like she's kind of like, we need to figure this out. And who comes out of nowhere but Monty? And she goes, I love how quick it is too. She goes, I'll help you. And they're like, okay. And she's like, let's do it. (laughs) And he's like, let's get revenge. I got some, I'll round up the troops. And so Monty gets everyone that hates Marty Wolf in the same room. And they, they give a demonstration, a presentation, an illumination of a plan that they have to phase four. Okay, I wrote all the steps out to (laughs) take down Marty Wolf. This is pumping me up so much. Them getting in the military. Like, you'll take this. The blue team, you'll take this. Yes. We've got full military uh, lingo, military vibes. We've got color coding. Control center all of a sudden. Um, Sort of like a battleship scenario. We've got screens. We've got Bluetooth headset things. I love it. It's very militant. This is so funny. We have like a group of 30 people willing to do this. We have Amanda Bynes giving that like, you're going to crush him. Like, I love that. And so we go through the steps and... Okay, so I'm loving this. The music, the CGI sequence of the computer hacking. So the next day, we the plan is in motion. We don't know the plan, and that is so exciting to me as a viewer. I'm loving it. Okay, so the plan is in action. There's computer, there's hacking, there's CGI. We've got Amanda and a Frankie in the control center, and they have everything <laughs> mapped out. They've got like the iconography, the computer, whatever. Step one, Donald Faison gets him in the car. Donald Faison takes him. And the car breaks down and he gives an acting performance of like, please, please don't leave me. I'm going to lose my job. If Please, please don't complain about me. Who comes driving up? Jaleel White at the perfectly timed moment. This is now phase two. Jaleel White picks up Marty Wolf, takes a shortcut through the desert and acts so crazy and out of control and eccentric that Marty throws himself out of the car. That one, I'm a little bit like, what is Jaleel White's strength? Is it that he's eccentric? And a speed demon on a in his new car. Right. But whatever. It's fine. I'm loving it. Having fun. Marty jumps out. We are on to phase three. With each completed phase. The so that they can keep track on the computer and have everything in order. Will we get a little kind of like a moment for each a thing. clip art. So <laughs> so we get <laughs> after Donald Faison completes his phase. Boom. A little pixelated limousine on the screen. Then we get a pixelated dotted line going next to a cactus. I, Phase two is done. Buddy, <laughs> I am loving this so, so much. Funny. It's so cartoonish and hilarious. As a kid, I was like, this is te- technology. This is probably how the CIA does okay, it. The technology has come so far. <laughs> Step three A. Cue Fat Boy Slim right here, right now. Right here, right. Okay, I'm getting chills <laughs> as this song is gearing up. <laughs> I, my whole body is a electrified. <laughs> this song, I spent half a day trying to find this song online. Where I remember it was a hot summer's day, and my friends were asking me to play, and I didn't because I needed to find right here, right now, my Fat Boy Slim because I was so fucking obsessed with it. Step three B old grandpa stuntman comes in a helicopter i have chills 
<laughs> the shot of Paul Giamatti like looking over like squinting while the helicopters in the background I was like this is actually a sick fucking shot like this is very okay, cool there's honestly so many massive scenes yes. in this movie like the, I'd be curious to budget. know what the budget yeah, was um, okay budget was only 15 million but the helicopter comes the music swells and they go we had to take the helicopter to come get you marty like we got to get to set old hot grandpa so he gets in the helicopter old hot grandpa fakes a helicopter crash forces marty to do a skydive out of the helicopter with him (laughs) marty's like are you sure we have to do this are you sure you know what we're doing he's freaking out and the hot grandpa goes remember i'm a dinosaur or like i've been doing this for a long time so hot it moved okay i'm sweating they they jumped (laughs) out and i'm going oh my god the helicopter okay a sneaky little guy is hiding and he jumps out (laughs) this is perfect they're flying through the air this sneaky guy comes on and goes like phase three complete blah 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 boom we got a little helicopter graphic on the the screen comes up i'm literally so excited i can't even stop talking about it okay i can't freak out stage four the helicopter grandpa and Marty Wolf get to the set. He's been calling Monty, like Monty's sort of talking to the president. The president's like, if he's not here, like if he's not here soon, blah, blah, blah. Marty is walking through the set to get to whatever. And he walks by a little timed perfectly Malcolm in the middle. And a little perfect Malcolm in the middle has his monkey. Malcolm holds the monkey up. Marty <laughs> takes the bait. He runs right after them. It's a huge chase scene. Amanda Bynes has the cart waiting. They are driving through like a snowy set. I'm loving that. I could cry. I thought the scene was so cool of them driving through all this stuff. I know. Okay, step six. The nerd guy floods him out. He activates a flood sequence that floods through this set, I guess. It knocked my friggin' socks off. It's brilliant. <laughs> Like visually, it That's a was so stunt. amazing to watch. Having this desire to swim in it. Oh, buddy, I want to go swimming so bad. I want to go to a river. I want to go to like, <laughs> like a river. To zoom, to zoom down that rocky kind of road that it was coming we down. We should go kayaking in the summer. Mm, too much work. Oh, we should go kayaking? river rafting. What? What about lazy? Okay, we're going tubing. to Hamilton, Ontario. Okay, we're going to walk wild water. I'm into. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do lazy tubing with band aids, sunscreen. I'm loving it. <laughs> the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> you laugh so hard at that every time. Okay, when you say that. Okay, <laughs> kit and caboodle. <laughs> okay, step seven. QPR woman bringing the whole news team over so that they can watch the fake quote-unquote stunt step number eight get marty up to the roof and get him to confess confess his sin so funny he gets in the roof and he confesses and he's like yeah of course frankie is like goading him and he and marty is like of course i stole your story is that what you want to hear whatever i stole it i stole his story he goes and you'll never you'll never tell anyone he goes i will never 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 infinity ever tell anyone or something okay infinity is there any word that a kid uses more than infinity infinity times a million was what i used to say (laughs) all the goddamn time in school infinity times a million (laughs) no take backs infinity no take backs infinity times a million (laughs) 
punch buggy no punch backs infinity times a million <laughs> <laughs> like what am i saying what does that mean <laughs> i don't remember but i used to say it all the goddamn time step number nine reveal the cameras he has been filmed saying all of this <laughs> stuff he confessed um there is one camera that's hiding behind a window that wouldn't have gotten a great shot but it's fine um i'm laughing i'm <laughs> loving this he didn't notice any of these cameras it's so funny everyone's getting their like fun lines to like get back at him i'm loving it we get a shot of the pr lady eating the twinkie and she goes just like you wanted wolf the press is all here and then she takes a bite of the twinkie i'm like the revenge of all these people back to back getting revenge sounds like an <laughs> overload like i'm like twitching watching this because i'm loving it well and of course as two revenge heads we love this mom and dad are even there and they're proud of him <laughs> okay this is tickling way too many brains uh, neurons are firing crossing now they're proud of their son i've got chills Everyone's applauding. It's the best thing ever. So fucking funny. When the president goes, you stole this movie from a 13-year-old kid. Marty is speechless. He has nothing to say. And he goes, he's 14. And basically, everyone just walks away from him. Um, We do see Big Fat Liar get made. Um, Everyone gets credited properly. Donald Faison stars in it. I literally got chills. Me too. Seeing... Donald Faison, poor limo driver, yes, uh, aspiring actor, get his leading role finally. I'm seeing him act in this movie that is absolute dog shit, and I am beaming. I have chills. I'm so happy for him. He actually gives a really good performance. It's like quick six seconds away. He's like staring at his girlfriend. I was like, okay. oh my god, I'm in. I know. I know. Uh, maybe I want to see Big Fella. And the way that they tie in the truth isn't overrated. And Donald Faison gets to deliver that line. Okay. Now I'm crying. I love Monty, it. Everything's so Monty is the writer, producer of it. She adapted it. I'm so happy for our girl, Monty. The story is based on Big Fat Liar, written by Frankie Muniz. Muniz, comma, Frankie, his author. <laughs> At the very end, we see a final scene of a Marty Wolf working now as a clown because that's all he can work as in entertainment and he goes it's showtime eye roll goes inside guess whose kids party he's at you're right the big monster truck oh my god they both have matching 80s like mesh shirts on (laughs) with their nipples hanging out go on show him the nutcracker and the little boy does a nutcracker and we end on a close-up fisheye lens shot of Apology Amati getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> can you move it like this? I can shake it like that. Yeah, I can. I just kept in. it playing. All right. I love this movie so much. Let's get into our ratings. Get the hell out of here. So first up is nostalgia rating. Okay. What are you giving this on a scale of one to ten? I don't even know. There's so many things to choose from. Banana shoes. I was going to say banana shoes too. Okay, we're really on the same wavelength That's wild. Today. We're Kate Bosworth. We're riding wait pipe 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 do i even need to say it i'm giving it 10 banana shoes no explanation we don't need to go any further i'm giving this 11 banana shoes (laughs) this is this the blueprint for this movie is part of my dna i can recite it even it's instinctual it's the perfect kids movie okay next up entertainment scale of one to ten banana shoes where are you sitting as an adult rewatching let's reframe it as an adult uh, 10. 
10 banana okay. shoes okay <laughs> me too i'm also getting this ten. <laughs> as i'm gonna reframe it as an adult re-watching this uh, you know things whatever and I'm things change giving uh, i'm no longer this a 10 uh, ten. <laughs> 10 banana shoes across ten. the board 10 banana shoes <laughs> finally who would you recommend this movie to who's your perfect demo I feel like if every person on the planet watched this movie, <laughs> We'd the world would be a better place. <laughs> I am recommending this as required reading for our 30 going on 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch this movie. It's so much fun. That's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the kind messages. I know not everyone saw, well, not everyone celebrates Easter, but most Ontarians had a long weekend. So I hope you had a fun long weekend. I'll go out and say that happy tuesday i don't know what else is there anything else you want to say do you have any I, just just happy beginning of a month of vines month okay happy a month of vines like we're starting off with a huge bang easter is over so put your peeps away no keep your peeps out because i love a peep <laughs> wendy williams calls dua lipa do la peep <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep your peeps out keep your giant chocolate easter bunnies that taste like cotton but that's your favorite chocolate i know literally my favorite i am so excited i'm drooling at the thought of one i actually found um a tco in my in my treat container that i have terry's chocolate orange have been nibbling on it actually had chocolate all over my face is it the one i gave you (laughs) no but no well did you give me the dark chocolate one no, you gave I me the milk. Not. No, you gave me the milk chocolate one. Because honestly, I don't. I'll, I'll settle for a dark chocolate one. But send us some messages. We've been getting so many fun messages lately of just like literally anything that you want to send. People have been tagging us in um, like fun videos that Hilarious relate to videos. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so it's we love it so much. It really brightens my day. If you have any recos, let us know. If okay, if you have any Amanda fan fiction, fan fiction. Well, if you can send us that her, if you want it. If you met her. Um, stories. Insider uh, Personal info. stories, yes. How's she doing now? Do you know something that we don't know? With that being said, please follow us um, on social media. On Instagram, we are at 30going13. On Twitter, we are at 30going13. On TikTok, we are at 30goingon. No, 13. No, 13. And um, we don't have a sign-off. Let's make one up based on this movie. Yeah, you made the last sign up. Do you have a good one? No, you go. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. You are the best. And always remember that I can move it like this. Can you shake it like that? Everybody rock your body. Everybody shake your body. (laughs) Fade out. (laughs) 